podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome one and all to episode 401 of Film Bastards. Coming up on this week's show, we've got a review of the... Um, uh, John Wicker like that uh, is the I suppose the easiest way of describing it. Uh yep. nobody. Uh yep. And uh for some reason we're also gonna be reviewing West Side Story. Yeah. Um Yeah, well yeah. Um Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't quite expecting that. I went to see a retro screening of it and then Mark was just like, Yeah, we're gonna watch it as well, and then we're gonna review it on the show. And uh yep. That's a fucking interesting film. We'll get into it. That is an interesting fucking film. I I, I think as well, the reason why I I think it's a good one to review is, obviously we've got the Spielberg one coming up later on in the year. Mm. Um, But unusual what we'd end up doing is is watching West Side Story quite close to that. Mm. And maybe reviewing it like a week or so before. But I think maybe watching it that five or six months beforehand... It allows the remake to be its own thing. Yeah, a little bit like that. I'm, 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 I'm kind of, I'm, I'm thinking that might be my new remake or reimagining tact. Something we can watch Candyman soon, Mark. No, because this is a spiritual sequel. Sequel, of course, oh, isn't it? So, fucking hell, well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just wind your roll. Yeah, you wind your roll. That makes no sense. You mean slow your roll or wind your neck in? No, I'm going for wind your roll. <laughs> That's not a thing. I'm introducing it. You're an oh, idiot. I'm sorry, yeah. sure. When, that was when successful. It, when it's in Fast 10 and Uncle Bing goes, wind your roll to somebody. While sipping a nice cold Corona. Yeah, everyone will be like, oh, fucking, that's a fucking phrase, that is. <laughs> I don't think they will. And I'll just be there just going, told you. <laughs> You're welcome, Uncle Ben. Yeah. Honestly, if he actually says that in a film, we straight up need to contact whoever his fucking representation is and just go, right, does Uncle Finn actually listen then? Because we're not joking now. <laughs> he said, wind your role. Um, uh, categorically, so, not a thing. Very much. That feel, yeah, that, literally, that is like Uncle Finn, if you listen to Film Bastards... At some point, hide the phrase "wind your roll" into Fast Ten. Yep. Um, wow. Gonna happen. Wowie. Um, I, 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 I'm not even. I'm not even not confident about it. I literally, I'll be going in, not even thinking. Oh, might happen. Just waiting for it. Waiting for it. Yeah. You'll need to watch the subtitle showing just to make sure that you've, you've definitely caught all the dialogue. Yeah. It's not a Nolan movie, Ian. Well, uh, you know, no, no, okay, fair point. Um, <laughs> you don't be like that, I was joking. Very <laughs> me. Um, we'll also, uh, we got some trailers, we got some what we watched and uh, news. Patreon.com forward slash filmbast is $2 a month and you do get extra content, including my recent golden eye commentary. Um, do, 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 do. I'll also say as well, uh, oh, uh, podsyndicate.com, uh, where the home of us and other shows like Chin Stroker versus Punter, The Rewatch Project, uh, his film, her movie, um, Entertainment Land, Phil, The Iron Sequel. Um, bum, 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 bum. 
And uh, also shout out to Mike of Chintroker versus Punter, who on the Pod Syndicate YouTube channel uh, recently put out a uh, conversation with uh, none other than Twin Peaks's Sherilyn Fenn. Yes. Hell of a thing. Hell of a yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Pod Syndicate on YouTube. Um, Mike is really leading the charge on there at the moment. He's absolutely he's absolutely smashing it so yeah brilliant um also uh not this friday but the friday after i will be guesting on uh andrew jones friend of the show uh and johnny ellis's podcast are you movie mad uh i recorded that last saturday um and i basically through force of will alone made it the longest one of their episodes ever um yeah um Literally, I think it took us about an hour and a half to get out of the first act. <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, honestly that that that. that listening... sh- sorry, go on. go on. Sorry, I was listening years ago an episode of Chinstroke versus Punter where um, Mike was basically saying that um, said he, he likes the reviews to be never be longer than the movie. Uh, with that and so Paul literally in the movie they were reviewing kept on just interrupting and just going off on tangents and about over towards the end of it this is a long long time ago Mike probably like episode like 86 something like that um, and Mike kind of like twigged towards the end and went Paul are you just doing this so that this this what is it goes longer than the run until the movie and Paul's like yeah I'm trying to make this twice as long as the actual movie <laughs> and we've got four minutes to get so oh, it's that's great and you can just hear Paul sort of giggling to himself. <laughs> and everybody who was listening must have picked it up that that's what he was doing. Yeah. That, that, yeah, I mean, that, none more Paul than that. That, that's fucking funny. Um, but no, I mean, it was, it was fun. Um, it was, def- it was longer than Fast 7, uh, which I'm very proud of. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good time. That's a good show. They're, uh, they're good guys. And it's, uh, I, I thought it was a really fun app. So yeah, week Friday that is. Um, so, um, speaking of fast, let's talk news. Yeah. Um, so the can lineup came out last week and who gives a fuck? Um, yeah. even though that reminds me, I've got to talk to George. Um, <laughs> um, but, um, and uh, Terry Fromo, I think his name is, the, the, the guy who kind of heads up can, was like, there's also a blockbuster, a planetary blockbuster, which is weird term to use. It's like, well, what the fuck's this then? And he was like, it's not the Spielberg. It's not time, no time to die. It's not Dune. It's like, what the fuck is it then? It's a film that comes out in the UK and the US like two weeks before can. <laughs> But the sheer force of Uncle Vin cannot be denied. And so nope. Fast 9 is playing out of competition at Cannes. <laughs> That's, it, it, it does show just the, 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 the scale of how big those movies are. Mm, yeah. That Cannes that gone right. Where Cam, where the festival that takes itself way too seriously, but we need some of that fast energy. I just, 
it's already it's already out in China. It's already out in a lot of fucking countries. I just from Cannes perspective, it's like, all right, it might not be out in France yet, but it's it's almost going to be old news by the time it plays Cannes. It's almost like that we don't know, but Uncle Vince bought the Cannes Film Festival. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what it is. It's not that they've already shot Fast 10. And it's not Fast 9 that they're showing. It's Fast 10. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Fucking hell. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't know. I just thought it was baffling because I didn't think for one moment Fast because it was like, well, that's after it comes out. You know? Yeah, well, Planetary Blockbuster made you made everyone go, oh, Dune then. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there there. There are like blockbusters in the can, you know, as such. Um, surely, I I don't know. Like, is it just that like they're worried that like things would just be spoiled or something? You know, I mean, I suppose No Time to Die, whatever, however the fuck that ends, has been kept under wraps very well. Um, and I yeah, I, it just it's it's an odd choice. I very much like. And it's not a criticism of like Universal or the folks behind the fast films. It's like fucking hell, you get the chance to play Can, go on then. Yeah. You, you know, amazing. I just like from Can's point of view, it's like, okay, you're gonna get some stars, but also real talk now. Vin Diesel and John Senna and company. Are they really like the best movie stars to like do for like the first can for two years? I, I you know, it's, I mean, with a can crowd, like the Dune cast would certainly be more. I mean, the fucking Bond cast would be. It, it is, but um, it, it kind of can. It could literally be them going. Do you know what we need to tap into that sweet Asian market? And who is one of the biggest stars in the Asian market? Uncle Vin. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he he is huge in Asia. I think that's he's one of those weird movie stars that is like like a lot of um, Asian actors mm. uh, or Indian actors. You know, people think that they're you know. The, the, because Western audiences are as familiar or aware of them, anything like that. Vin Diesel is one that, that, that obviously that, that, that transcends that. He's, he's at both sides, something like a Jackie Chan, for instance, the and things like that. But he is like a fucking god out there. Yeah. Well, the, the, the fast movies are, are, are huge out there. I am so excited for rewatching the fast movies, hmm. especially, and I'm, I know it's stupid because it's not the best one, Tokyo Drift. I've only ever seen Tokyo Drift once. I've seen all the rest of the Fast movies at least twice. But well, well, we watched a film this week, didn't we, that had Lucas Black in it? Did what was that? We'll we'll, we'll come to it later on. Oh, I think Uh, I know what it is. Damn, that's a shame. Yeah, and literally we 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 kind of went went went. Wait a minute, is that holy shit? It is. (laughs) Yeah, good. Um. In terms of other news, I don't know. Nothing is quite striking me um i mean the, the box office does seem to be kind of back which is great um oh shit there's going to be a christine remake 
Blumhouse are doing it. That's interesting. And it, it, it's an interesting one to take on because Christine's a it's, it's a... it's a really good film. It's a John Carpenter movie. But it was released as a TV movie in the US. Mm. I mean, it could probably use a bit of an update. It's great. I love I love Christine, both book and existing film. I think it's really quite faithful. Um, but... Yeah, it could probably use a bit of a, a drag into the 21st century. Be interested to see who does that. It's uh, uh, Brian Fuller, uh, the guy Brian who kind Fuller. of show ran Hannibal. Ooh. That's interesting. Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's... Uh, I think... Yeah, I don't know. Let's 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 move on. Let's move on. So... Let's talk trailers. I know I've seen a few, but there's only one that's really in my memory. So I'll I'll lead off with you guys. What have you, what have you been seeing? What have we watched trailer-wise, Rebecca? Uh, we watched America the Motion Picture. The upcoming... Yeah, I'm not down with this one. Do you know, I, I like Archer. I like Stupid. To a certain extent, I'm not, I'm not down with this one. Yeah, I, I will happily watch this. Of course you will. Yeah. I, I will, but I'd be worried if it's anything over 90 fucking minutes. Yeah, I, I will I will happily watch a stupid version, a, a stupid version of American history that that you will think that some Americans will watch and go, yep, yeah, that's how it happened. <laughs> the oh, tolerance God. for stupid is um, heftier than mine. Well, well, we'll get to that later on, won't we? <laughs> Uh, it is Ian. It is oh, one hour and thirty-eight minutes. Um, okay, all right. I mean, if we're talking credits yeah. and whatnot, I think I can get yeah, on board. Yeah, so we we could be all right with that one there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 up for that. Um, demonic. Oh, the new Blomkamp. Yeah, the new straight to DVD horror movie from Neil Blomkamp. The fact that I, I know I watched this trailer and cannot remember it at all does not bode well for its genericness. What happened to Neil Blomkamp? It seems like it, it, he kind of... It, it just... Something just went wrong. <laughs> but Chappie happened. I mean, but but Chappie wasn't that... Wasn't that bad. It's, it, it, it's quite good, actually. Oh, I like um, and was it... Was it genuinely that big a disaster financially? I think it was. It was almost kind of like in the it, like how much of a disaster it was almost in the pop culture that it was just like you know people just thought it was funny and stupid, and then he couldn't get anything off the ground. It, I mean, it, it cost fifty million and made over a hundred. I seem to remember it being quite sweet. I, I, like I think it was, yeah, I think it was maybe unwise um, to cast um, Di Antwoord in it. Who? The band. Uh, I think it was maybe unwise to do that there. They've not aged well. <laughs> no. no. There, yeah, there, there's some problematic aspects, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah. Very problematic. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, it just it seems a bit weird that he he went from being you know I mean he's only made three movies, um, 
And Lysium is decent and did all right. Lysium's quite generic, though. Is there a possibility he's one of those that's just had a good idea, made a good film, doesn't have any more in him? A bit Richard Kelly. It's difficult. District 9 was so good, especially at the time. Like now, I think stuff may be caught up with it, but District 9 was quite like social commentary in the guise of a sci-fi movie. Yeah. You know, it's been done before, but it, it was quite cleverly done, and I think it took people by surprise. And following that up's got to be difficult. But Demonic it, just looked really generic horror mm, Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it's if you take the blank check ethos with it, it's like District Nine didn't cost an awful lot and was just huge critically and commercially. You know, I mean, it was nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars for fuck's sake. Um, you know, and then after that, it was like he could do anything he wanted to do. Okay, another socially con- conscious sci-fi film, except this time you've got big stars in it. Go on then. You know, and then it's met with tepid reaction. And then it's, well, do you know what? This is my original. Here's really what I want to do. And it's chappy, which for whatever reason just did not like the, the, the zeitgeist did not like it. And it turned against it. And, you know, it's the whole, you know, turning against the fucking prodigal son. It's like what happened with them. Um, uh, I think the most recent example for me would be under the Silver Lake, where no, you know, people were falling over themselves to love It Follows. And then Under the Silver Lake comes out and immediately it's like, it's misogynist, it's overlong, it's self-serious, blah, blah, blah. Which is bonkers, because It Follows is absolute garbage. Yeah. Under the Silver yep. Lake is very, very, very good. Yep. It Follows is absolute crap. Yeah. I mean, absolute- yeah. Li- Crap. <laughs> and uh, th- th- this is the thing. Us three and Noel Meller are maybe the only people I know <laughs> who actually say that. I yeah. like, I remember so fucking clearly going to see It Follows with Noel and then going out for dinner after and just being like, why? Yeah, I think, yeah, because I think it was, um, you were in uh, Manchester, weren't you? Mm-hmm. I think I was meeting you the next night. Um, the next might day, have been his gonna, stag. Might have been his uh, stag. Uh, yeah, no, I, I was trying. To, I was going to come and meet you um, afterwards. I was going to come and meet you the next day, but I was going to try and see it beforehand. Um, and you guys messaged me afterwards and went, Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I, yeah. I, but, and, so this, and this is the thing. It's like with Blomkamp. It's just like... Now he's got no cachet whatsoever. Like he ble- like did a lot of work on that uh, fucking alien film that he was gonna do, um, and then Ridley Scott just basically went yoink. Nope, I'm having it back. Um, yep. And yeah, I I mean I feel for him. And yeah, the trailer looks fucking generic as shit. Um, the fact that it's been picked up by IFC makes me think, okay, well it's not that it's gonna be not commercial as well um it gave me it gave me possessor vibes yeah um and 
we'll see. I, I still maintain that that one, like the one notable image of Possessor is very, very funny in the context of that film. And I'm not, it definitely isn't supposed to be. Um, we shall see. Possessor was shit. I've decided that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, sorry, the cat's been a twat. Um, what is that one? Oh, um, reminiscence. Yeah, brain cat. What is it? Uh, yeah, reminiscence. The new Hugh Jackman, mm. Rebecca Ferguson one. Yeah, I am. I, I I'm up for high concept sci-fi. Yeah, um, this looks really good. With um, Rebecca Ferguson and Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yeah. Down with that. It looks really interesting. Yeah. And see how it <laughs> See how it goes. It's that kind of like mid-budget looking made for adults thing that only gets made now if you have massive stars. And yeah. cool. I <laughs> yeah. want to see it. And it, and it's been a, it's been a while since we've had Hugh Jackman. I feel. No, it's, it's, I mean, I, granted, I think part of that is the fact that the last year barely existed. Um, <laughs> but it does feel like it's been a while since we had a, a proper Hugh Jackman movie come out. Didn't he do a tour after The Greatest Showman? He did, yeah. So that would have taken up some time, eh? Yeah, I think so. If you're looking at that, like, um, Greatest Showman 2017, he was in... Um, Deadpool, but it was literally archive footage, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and the front runner, which didn't do anything yeah. at all. Um, and that's that's it. Yeah, no one wants to see a fucking dry political thrill with Hugh Jackman in, do they? They want Hugh Jackman to be Hugh Jackman. Yeah, it, it, nobody wants to see a Jason Reitman movie, I think, was more of a thing. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, yeah, cool. What else? Uh, I think that is it for us. I think. Unless I'm missing one. Am I missing one? I don't think so. No, I think that's it. Um, okay, I'm going to go on the hunt for one. Did we? Ah, the Anthony Bourdain one. Oh, yeah. Yes. We did. Hey, what's that? Um, Roadrunner, it's a uh, Anthony Bourdain, um, kind of like a, not like a biopic or anything like that, is it? Or a, a documentary about that. It's a documentary about how he ended up becoming a a, a celebrity chef, essentially. Well, it's a bit but of a, a travel biopic, celebrity. Suppose, but yeah, it, 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 I love Anthony Bourdain. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. Watch. I think it, it, it's more wanting to sort of explore, right, what what happened yeah it looks like it's kind of heavy gonna go in on what his demons were yeah but not in a not in a surgical let's look at what caused him to do this more a more a little bit of like a almost like a bit of a, a love letter to his to, to the people who is who loved his work mm. um so yeah but a very much a, 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 a warts and all thing for it looks very good Bit of a peek behind the curtain. But kind of but it looks like I think for people who um who were big fans of Anthony Bourdain, I think it'll be a bit of a um in the cinema it'll be a bit of a tough watch. Yeah. 
I mean, even the trailer was a point. Yeah. Poignant fucking shots of him staring into the distance while people are talking about how much he struggled with his like public image and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think weird. Anthony Bourdain's a weird one for us, isn't it? Because we kind of weirdly we got into Anthony Bourdain when Isabel was quite infant, wasn't she? Mm. And so, like a lot of like like nights staying up, um, <laughs> like night feeds and things like that, coincided with watching, watching no reservation. Uh, no reservation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, nice. So there's a, that kind of like got us into um, Anthony Bourdain's bits. I think we both read a number of his books, haven't we? I think, to be fair, I mean, we watch an awful lot of, like, cooking and cooking adjacent shows, don't we? And Anthony Bourdain was really the start of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that could be. I'm looking forward to it in a... I'm looking forward to kind of watching it and spending a bit of time with Anthony Bourdain. Mm. But also, as well, it looks like it could be a bit of a... Sergio. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Cool. Good. Um... Okay, well, let's get into uh, our main review then. This is uh, Nobody, which is directed by someone with a very, very hard to pronounce, Ilya Nyshula. That'll do. Um, Stars Bob Odenkirk, Connie Nielsen, Christopher Lloyd, uh, Alexei Zerbriakov, the RZA and others and uh the i think the imdb synopsis i don't know i'm on a google page for nobody hutch mansell fails to defend himself or his family when two thieves break into his suburban home one night the aftermath of the incident soon strikes a match to his long simmering rage in a barrage of fists gunfire and squealing tires hutch must now save his wife and son from a dangerous adversary yeah fuck his daughter uh, and ensure that he will never be underestimated again. So, Bex, at what point during Nobody did you realise, yeah, okay, this is obviously written by the John Wick guy? I mean, in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, right, fair enough. Um, I, I, there was there was various like there was num- numerous parallels. Um. The story's basically the same, but like 25 rungs down the ladder from John Wick. If that makes sense. It's like yeah, you've got the same basic premise, but you don't, you don't have the same quality level at all. Um, I, and that's not to say I didn't enjoy it. I did, but just they've they've made it to the same if that makes sense you know normal guy wanting to just kind of live a normal life get away from his past drawn back into it the relative of somebody powerful does something shitty so he ends up you know there's just too much that's the same but with not anywhere near the same level of panache that john wick has yeah um pretty much agreed really um mark uh, yeah I, I, i'm in a similar position in that in excuse me I need a quick, take a quick drink there um in, in the sense that it's panache is, is, is the best way to describe it it feels a little bit like they've gone right so what if somebody who was unassuming um you know 
was the same thing, a similar thing to happen, like the John Wick thing happened there. But then they just basically then decided, ah, oh, but he won't be able to do all these things, so why don't we make him an ex, like, um, basically an ex CIA, FBI, etc., uh, NSA assassin. Mm. Um, and it just feels a little bit like the movie during the movie seems to shift what it's doing like the the it it, it doesn't seem to have the same i guess they clash but doesn't seem to have the same um stylish sort of notions to itself and it seems to it seems to lull an awful lot but it then doesn't have the same purity that John Wick has either in in John Wick the it is revenge for what he's done to his dog throughout mm. really he's fucked his life he's blown it apart by killing this dog but the dog is the base of all of it whereas in this he starts off kind of going off on on one to get his daughter's kitty cat bracelet back but then the actual the rest of the main story is nothing to do with that nothing to do with the robbery or anything no it just becomes too it just happens to be on a bus yeah, oh no, it just it, it, yeah, it, it it becomes Tim just getting pissed off, but it's it doesn't not, not it doesn't all add up. No, it, it doesn't. It, it, it seems to run on the whole. Um, um, it seems to run on the pace of the fact that um, Bob Odenkirk is 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 a a really quite a, a fun screen presence mm. in general, um, and it seems to run off that, but. It goes the bit where you think he's about to go super badass, um, and he doesn't even go. Don't wrong, he does quite well, uh, but he doesn't go like super badass. Mm. It isn't like like he shuts that door like this is going to be easy for me. The boss. Yeah. 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 But then it isn't that easy for him. No. And he gets a bit fucked up. But there's the out of practice bit. But even then, it still doesn't seem like it's what is it? Mm. And then, but then later on, literally, he can take out a basic entire building of henchmen with with little or no what is it? But that bit goes so quickly. The the action is so much condensed into the last sort of 25 yeah, minutes. Yeah. The the other bit, I don't think it isn't as isn't as fun as the movie I maybe maybe thinks it is. Mm. And I mean, this is the thing as well. It's like with John Wick, there's such a mix of like fights, like what is happening in the fights with nobody. But towards the end, it's like you've got that sequence with Christopher Lloyd, the Rizzer and him just shooting people while you never walk alone plays. And it's like, cool, they're shooting people. It, mm. it is a little bit like, I mean, anyone can do that. Yeah, it's fun to see Christopher mm. Lloyd shooting people. But it. this is a film that felt to me like it was just going, is this enough? Like, there's, and, and, and you know, Bob Odenkirk, like, it obviously, physically, he worked, he fucking worked out. And he, he did the work and the bus sequence. It It, it, it is like... It's impressive seeing Bob Odenkirk do that, even though throughout the entire thing, I'm thinking he's actually maybe going off too much here. Like those guys, they, they, they you know, they get on the bus and then immediately he's like, I'm going to fuck him up. And it, 
I don't quite. I, I didn't really get what he they had done. They had done to him. You were being mean to that girl. I mean, but, but then he, he just goes off the reservation, and so for after that, I'm just thinking this is actually kind of your fault. <laughs> Yeah, no, there is actually an element of, of that to it. Um, John Wick's um, mistake is that he politely tells um, Alfie Allen that he doesn't want to sell him his car. Yeah. You know, and then it all it all descends from there. Yeah. Um, Bob Odenkirk's thing is, um, is, that, is that he literally, I think he could have maybe got that girl off that bus... A little bit easier. Even when he, even when the girl's gone, he goes back up the bus again. Mm. So what is it? And, and, and that bus gets put to. But yeah, also yeah. As, as well, there's there's bits where you, like you say, he when he comes across as a bit of a a bit of a dick, like stealing his neighbor's car. Nice car though. Yeah, but like he steals his neighbor's car. It would seem like just that. It's a bit like right. No, but you're not. You're, you're, you're stealing your neighbor's car now, and you're gonna get his car fucked up. And all that he's doing is be is, is be a bit of a dick in one scene. <laughs> yeah, and it, I don't know. Like like I say, this is it. It just it feels like. Wouldn't it be fun to watch Bob Odenkirk kick some ass? Sure. Have you got anything else for me? How about Christopher Lloyd? That that that's that's the film. It, yeah, but it, and then but things like you need to go and uh, see the barber and go in and it's Colin Salmon, which is always nice to see Colin Salmon in things because it's Colin Salmon. Yeah. Um, and then he turns up in that, and that's you know it, it's kind of cool. But then the gold bars and things like that, you watch it going. This feels very John Wick universe, eh? And yeah. It, do you know what? If, if if this was part of the John Wick universe, you could go, you know what? Yeah, it, it's a fun kind of, you know, what happens if somebody was reactivated that wasn't quite as badass as John Wick kind of amusing. But it's not. It's just written by the same people. Mm. And for, like you were saying, Bex, for it to be that close. Mm. Too many parallels. To, yeah, to John too Wick is a little bit like, Really? But it's fun at points. It is, yeah. You know, I just I points. wish it was less similar. Like, if if it was, if it it feels like it's not its own thing. It feels like somebody trying to do a John Wick knockoff rather than the people that wrote John Wick trying to do something different. It, 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 but it, different but similar. If this didn't have people that worked on John Wick attached to it, mm. the, the, there'd be a collective of everybody going, oh, just to rip off come on. Wick. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I agree with. It's it's a shame. I, I really wanted it. I really wanted this to be a really fucking cool film. Film. I've been looking forward to this since like news of it coming for out first came out, and it was just a bit like, do you know what? I could have just watched John Wick again, and I would have enjoyed it more than that. These, I, I didn't. I didn't dislike it. No, no, neither did I. But it's like a paler version of John Wick. Yeah, but I, I, I I'd rather watch the full cover. I, I can't see, I can't see all the fuss that people have made out of it. Have they? 
there have been people who are like, this is great. But to be fair, an awful lot of people go in, meh. As it, 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 nobody seems to be saying it is outright shit. But you've yeah. got a handful of people going. And it's, I, I, I wonder if the Venn diagram of those people and people who like Better Call Saul is basically a circle. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> is that him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing. It is fun to watch. And like you said, Mark, he's a good screen presence, but it just, it just feels like such a lack of effort. And I will say as well, the amount of slow-mo scenes set to a song in this, for like a 92 minute long film was honestly took the piss there was there was a lot wasn't there and it was so many the thing was it it didn't even if you're gonna have uh and make a point of it so that that your character actually puts a record on and has a big vinyl collection and art if you're gonna have that you need to have some kind of the songs need to feel like they are linked, like they like they they belong on a soundtrack together, not a collection of songs thrown together. Mm. This felt a little bit like thrown together. I also feel like as well, like it it, it didn't it doesn't really kind of give you, but it gives you contrasting kind of um, vibes with regards to where Connie Nielsen is with this. Yeah. Because at one point it kind of suggests when he's like, oh, it's like old times, isn't it? It kind of suggests that she was part of his life back then and knew what he did. But, but then later on, it's like, what's going on? And earlier on, when when his son's talking about talking about to to a veteran, and she says, oh, wait, he talks to Uncle Charlie. He was a real soldier. Yeah. Yeah, so she kind of emasculates him there. Yeah. Then you get this whole, oh, it's like old times, eh? And she looks like she's really fucking buzzing her tits off and bit damp about the fact that he's going back to his old ways and then it's like she acts really shocked that he's got this like basically bunker in the cellar which by the way badass want one of those i do want a zombie cellar i just always have that, that's cool that except we we, we don't have the really cellars in this country well then you're gonna need to get a fucking spade okay, <laughs> um but yeah you know and then it, it, it's just a bit like does she know? Doesn't she know? She don't. What, at what point did she come into his life? So, but then, if it's like, oh, it's like old times because she's cleaning up his fucking wounds, what did she think he did? Just got into loads of bar fights. Clumsy. Just real clumsy. Real clumsy. So, yeah, I didn't... That, oh, that oh, bit, I think... Oh, you would have to tend to things that I've done myself because I'm, I'm not very bright. You don't let me tend. You just punch yourself in your various broken bones and go, it's fine. That's, this is how you make it better. That's how you test when your foot turned blue the other week because you did something stupid. I can't remember what you did now. I don't know. This is happening a lot. Do you remember remember your football injury? Yep. (laughs) That was funny. Playing fucking FIFA and then called it a football injury. Was I playing football? Not really. Technically, I was. You broke your foot, didn't you? Yeah. How do you break your foot playing FIFA? I was sat on my foot and then when I stood up, my foot was was dead and it coggled and, it coggled and I broke my foot uh-huh. sorry sorry we're getting a bit off topic aren't we <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying it <laughs> um qu- question mm. when he first goes into that office that he's got and yes. holds the thing down and um, starts talking to Rizza did you think at one point think 
Is that in his head? A little bit, yeah, I could get that. I could get that. It took me a while, I was like, wait, is this his head or is this real? How is it, What's going on here? Mm. Then you find out it's his adopted brother. I'm here for that, though, to be fair. I enjoy seeing the Rizzo turn up in stuff. Yeah, I enjoy seeing the Rizzo turn up in stuff, yeah. Um, and, you know, would I watch a Nobody Part 2 that contains more of the Rizzo and Christopher Lloyd's adventures? I absolutely like, I kind that. of would. Yeah. Yeah, so... I'd watch that more than a straight sequel. I mean, I think you're probably going to end up getting a sequel. Oh, Unless it's the Rizzo and Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, they would need to be in it more, I think, for me to be particularly interested. Mm. Yeah. I didn't hate it, but no. just it's a bit... It just could have been so much better. It, it It's so very Thursday night Netflix watch. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Really wanted it to be really good as well. Yeah, it's not awful. It's just it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's a a, for me a very very mild. Definitely not shit. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm 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 definitely not shit because I don't think it is shit. It's just a bit like fine. Is that it? Yeah. That's all. Yeah. You can't just you can't just play the same beats as a film you've already made. No, but I mean our audience poll definitely not shit. Seventy five percent. Touching cloth zero percent, shit seventeen percent, and geostorm eight percent. Fair enough. Yep, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it's uh, disappointing. And um, yeah, I mean, it being not the same uh, studio as uh, John Wick would would seem to suggest that they, like they're not going to connect. Uh, the um, so in March 2021, um, Derek Kolstad stated that there is a potential crossover between the John Wick franchise and Nobody, despite being made by Universal and Lionsgate. Uh, it would be done small and subtle, Easter egg reference manner, not as a franchise or cinematic universe. Late that month, director Ilya Nishalov uh, commented that the potential crossover, noting that the same creative teams and the studio made the respective films. Okay. So that's a bit of a, there won't be a crossover, but we might do some nod and winks in the next one okay it actually did a nod and wink there despite no one else except me can see you i bet he fucking did if you say nod and wink you have to wink but you're not nodding like nodding is like that you're like you're like dipping your whole body like yes thank you sir i'm an enthusiastic nodder you'd have to hit the floor with your head yeah but it's more fun that one (laughs) (laughs) you're funny Oh, that's nice. Hey, you like my voice, don't you? It's enticing and exotic and sexy. Well, unfortunately, I'm just a promo guy being paid to advertise a movie podcast, and I can assure you that its hosts don't sound anywhere near as classy. But don't let my superior vocal talents discourage you and go listen to his film, Her Movie, the podcast where every episode, the hosts must each choose a film to watch and discuss that has a connection to the chosen theme of that week's show. So stop aimlessly scrolling through whatever streaming service you're on and let his film, Her Movie, give you an idea on what to watch next. You can catch it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This podcast you're listening to, pretty good, isn't it? Only problem is, it's about halfway through. Pretty soon, it'll be over. And then what are you going to do? Well, if you're a fan of this show, why not head over to wearepodsyndicate.com and subscribe to our brand new feed, Pod Syndicate The Bonus Shows. Every week, your hosts from Beyond the Neon, Chinstroker vs. Punter, Entertainment Landfill, Film Bastards, His Film, Her Movie, and What's On Tap will be dropping bonus shows right onto that feed. These shows might be collaborations and crossovers, or they might be archive episodes, interviews, one-offs, and other treats from across the Pod Syndicate network. So, prepare yourself for the inevitable disappointment of this Pod Syndicate show ending by heading to wearepodsyndicate.com and clicking on The Bonus Shows. Right. Okay. Let's uh, let's let's move on and uh, let's talk some what we've been watching. So, uh, guys, what have you got? Well, we watched. Just just jumping onto the um, Becky's comment earlier of the. Um, <laughs> I'm not as into. I said I like stupid done well, didn't I? I? I'm not as into stupid films as you. But you know, my favourite comedy movie is Airplane. So. So what do we watch, Bex? We watched. Bye hard. Our, our star movie Yay. of the week. Uh, yeah. One of one of one of our three star movies of the week. Yeah, we're going on a Leslie, Leslie Nielsen a thon, aren't we? We're gonna watch some Leslie Nielsen things, yeah, the next few weeks. <laughs> um, so, so Becky, spy hard. Um go on. Who does who does who does Leslie Nielsen play in this, Becky? <laughs> well, Leslie Nielsen plays Agent Dick Steele, Agent W D forty. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb like it's not it's not airplane levels of clever dumb it is more veering towards dumb dumb but there's there's even the dumb dumb the the way that he like does it he's just such a fucking king of comedy in it it's just he's just his his tone and his 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 actual performance of of what he's given is is like expert level deadpanery. Like he, it's like he just doesn't even think he's doing anything funny, and I love it. I love him. He's so funny. Um, yeah, it's based. <laughs> I kind of feel like this is what is it? Get smart wanted to be. Yeah. And fails spectacularly out because Rowan Atkinson's not as good as. No, you don't mean get smart. What do I mean? Get Smart was the one with um, Steve Carell in it that's actually quite entertaining. I mean the, the stupid fucking Rowan Atkinson. You mean Agent... Or Johnny English, you mean? That's it. Yeah. Like, those kind of films, they want to be this film. But they're not Leslie Nielsen. No, if you are a Leslie Nielsen fan, there is some great Nielsen bits <laughs> there. There's also a few questionable bits. There is. It, it, it's, yeah. it's not aged horribly. It's a touch racially insensitive at point. Yes, it's not just outright racist. It's a bit like, ooh. Yeah. There's a few months where I think that even the filmmakers would go, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, looking back, that was just not as funny as we think it might have been. I don't think any of it's done in like... Well, it, well it's nasty, no. No, but it's it's just it's just not something you'd get away with now. No, no. Um, And it was a bit uncomfortable to watch, those bits. Yeah. But also you get a an opening uh, a, a title sequence in the vein of of, um, of a Bond title sequence, <laughs> but sung by Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, 
yeah, it, 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 it's it's still a lot of fun. It, it knows what it's doing. It gets in and gets it gets done in just over an hour. Is it really? It's 81 minutes wow. for credits. Wow. Yeah. I think as well, though, all the supporting cast are, are really good in it. You know, Barry Boswick's good. Marsha Gay Harden's good. Yep. As, as mischievous. <laughs> And baby Nicolette Sheridan's very good in it as well as the uh, the the femme fatale fellow agent. Yeah. The thing is, it's it, it's almost like when they're writing names like mischievous with that, it's almost like you can feel that, that when they were writing it, they all giggled to themselves, and there was a collective high fives of yep. If we, even if we don't we write another that. line a day, we have we have done good work today, sirs. Absolutely. Um. What else do you watch, Bex? Um. Do you want me to see what I watched on my own? Yeah, do you watch stuff on your own? Only one. What? I watched... Um... Sorry, I didn't realise that. God, I've gone blank. What did I watch? Oh, know. Suspiria, but proper Suspiria. Oh, yes, you did. Yes. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I decided, because I think you'd gone to bed and I couldn't sleep, mm-hmm. I was going to watch back-to-back both Suspirias. I mean, the, 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 yeah, that's a lot of... That's a lot of... I'm going to stay up a little bit there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but you know when you're really not tired and, like, you feel, like, properly awake? So I watched um, watched the first one and then couldn't bring myself to sully my brain with watching the awful one. So I decided not to. Well, actually, kind of... Because um, it's, cause it's set at a ballet academy, dance academy... Yeah. You kind of, in your brain, you just kind of afterwards, you misremember that there's a lot of dance in it. There really isn't. It's not, like, in the in the remake, dance is a very big part of the storyline, isn't it? Yeah. Um, It's not really in this. It's more about, like, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes and then the, the dance academy is just a setting. Yes. Well, yeah. Um. Which I think is 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 better. It it is a beautiful film, though, isn't it? Oh, it's stunning. Um, the bit the bit where the girl is. Come on a second. Sorry, the cat's attacking a plant. Shrooms out of the column. Sorry about that. And the bit where um obviously the the bit at the very beginning with the with where she falls through the roof is is beautifully shot. The um, the bit with the razor wire as well, the, the fact that that goes on for as long as it does and just holds you mm-hmm. there, struggling with it, yep. is, is just fantastic. And it just builds all this kind of, it, it's more immersive because of it, because it'll linger on shots, because it gets very close into like faces and eyes and things like that. I just, it, it's it's just such a beautiful movie. So, yeah, I watched that. And then instead of watching um, Suspiria, the the, the 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 shitty version, I watched part of a film I will talk about next week. Fair enough. Um, we also watched together. We watched The Quick and the Dead, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I'd, see, I I don't remember seeing this. You I know s- I have. You have seen it, yeah. But I I I, I don't rem- I didn't remember like what happened. I, the bit where it comes out, like obviously all spoilers all the time. If anyone's not seen The Quick and the Dead, a 1995 movie um sorry but the bit where it turns out she actually 
fucking shot her dad trying to like save him was like oh, no wonder she's fucked up <laughs> dad, dad fuck you up wouldn't it uh yeah it, 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 it kind of it kind of would um i mean this was like sam raimi kind of moving away from sort of like genre picks mm. by making, making genre. a genre pick yeah um but getting you know at the time you know fucking huge stars in it um, mm. you know Sharon Stone was 1985 was probably the biggest actor on the planet um Gene Hackman um similar was was you know off the back of like Academy Awards and was was a very big screen presence uh Russell Crowe very much like at the start of his ascendancy that he had he was pretty back in the day wasn't he good looking fella wasn't he yeah yeah not so much now but Fair play, he had his moment in the sun. Uh, yeah, and then, and then obviously having DiCaprio in there as well. I think that's bonkers, really, because like you're watching it and Sharon Stone's Sharon Stone. I mean, Sharon Stone was Sharon Stone at this point and has continued to be Sharon Stone. Yeah. Same for Gene Hackman, same for Russell Crowe, but Leonardo DiCaprio, like this is Leonardo DiCaprio in his in his relative infancy. And we were saying, weren't we, when we, when we started watching it, how anyone can watch his, like, young... Could, uh, could have at his at the time watched his younger performances and not gone yeah that 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 kid's fucking going somewhere like the the way he holds the screen the the mannerisms and the charisma that he's got on screen was was palpable from the very beginning of his career really mm. maybe not Chris 3 I mean it's fine Chris 3 uh, but yeah he, he's he's very good in this he's and he's really like 20 years old yeah <laughs> when yeah. it was made um you know and he already had like I mean, the, the mental thing about DiCaprio is from literally like 93 this boy's life mm. he was always well he's the he's the heir to De Niro's throat mm. and, and it was kind of that weirdness and it, 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 it it's in some weird like way it has come to pass that it's been true uh but he, it was a, a not as straight think, line as people expected it to be I think no I think he's got more range than De Niro you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't, Robert De Niro couldn't Romeo and Juliet, but young Leonardo DiCaprio could Taxi Driver. I think Robert De Niro, De Niro could. Can you imagine Robert De Niro? Fucking hell. Yeah, fucking hell. But I mean, he's at different times, but I don't think, I don't think Johnny, you know, Johnny Boy is very different to something like uh, Main Streets, like Last Tycoon, Jackknife, mm. you know, there's a lot of their awakenings. Uh, there's a lot of very different I just don't think he's ever had the kind of romantic lead material to him maybe not no whereas Leo did Leo has had maybe not now bit too gruff now isn't he can't be asked to lose quite as much weight for film roles yeah no no is terrible at being a romantic isn't he I wonder where he is right now. I wonder which yacht with which supermodel he's oh, on no. right now. <laughs> but like you couldn't put you couldn't put between movie Leonardo DiCaprio in a rom in a romantic lead role. It just wouldn't wash. No. Yes, he can get fucking Brazilian supermodels twenty years his junior in real life, but that's not gonna pan on screen, is it? <laughs> yes. I love I love how literally DiCaprio's thing is is the opposite to every other actor yeah. of of well, no, this is unrealistic. She wouldn't be with him. That is your assessment of his real life. <laughs> oh, 
Gary must be really good in bed. <laughs> so what else did we watch as well, Bex, then? <laughs> so we watched... Well, we initially watched The X-Files. Yes. Because... Um, the X-Files. It was on Star. It was on Star. And, and we couldn't choose a movie, could we? So we went, right, we need to we need to narrow it down to a subscription service. <laughs> We're watching yeah. a movie that is on Star. Yeah. yeah. And it was just a... Fuck, did you fancy giving the X-Files a go? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you know what? I, I really like the X-Files movie. I think it's, I think it's really good. And I, I like the fact that it's not... Um, it's not so... Again, to use an Ianism, inside baseball, you have to have seen all of the TV series to be able to like watch it. Because I I was a casual X Files watcher. Yeah, I was as well, casual at best. I, I liked it when I watched it, but I never kind of consistently yeah. watched every episode. I, I think I consistently watched it, um, but like in a it was on. Like I, I wouldn't be able to tell you anything that happened in any of them. Yeah. Whatsoever, at all. But yeah, I got on with this quite quite well. You know, you're aware of the characters and bits like that. And it, I think it's a really it's a good movie. Mm. You know, the idea that um, that the that, that essentially creation was an alien virus, and yeah. that, that there's an this alien virus that's, that's we've known about, humanity's known about, and they've Thought been we could use for our advantage. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is really quite interesting, and it. It, it does a good thing of feeling like a bigger episode, but but also feeling worthy of being a movie. Mm. Uh, it was, was was quite cool. And I I really kind of I enjoyed it. This is the one that had Lucas Black in it at the start mm-hmm. with his um, when he was like fourteen, but still having the voice of a forty-seven year old man. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was literally it wasn't even his face that we recognised at first, was it? It was like, hang on a minute, is that Lucas Black just by his voice? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, a, a voice that literally you would think he must be putting that accent on. Nope, that's his real. Can you imagine going around and that being your real voice? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, it, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Uh, and then we watched the X Files. I want to believe, um, which was made like for some reason like a decade later. <laughs> I think the TV show came back for a bit, didn't it? And then... I don't know. No. Mm, TV show came back after this, I think. Did it? Mm. The TV show ran... No, no, no. There must be something between the movie and... Uh, well, yeah, there was a few more seasons of... like. The yeah, original... it, it, it was yeah. happening, yeah. Ah, oh, okay. So, um, TV series, yeah, it continued through, what is it? Then it stopped in 2001. Uh, and then didn't come back till 2016. So like the X Files, I want to believe is like in between. Right. That. Yeah. Thing. So yeah, we watched that. Uh, this one does assume a bit of knowledge of the TV show. Yeah, which, it does. Which works not in its favour. Yeah. What's the, what's the, works to its detriment. Yeah. It, it also as well. All of a sudden, Mulder and Scully are in bed together, and we were like. What? <laughs> yeah. And they're talking about what happened to their kid, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> but it, literally, it does go from being like, they're just like normal Mulder and Scullying, and then all of a sudden they're 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 in bed together. Yeah, it's and a like, pause afterwards, and we're like, we're like, wait a minute, have we missed something? 
And it was, <laughs> yes, numerous it, it was a good, like, under, like, 20 minutes. And people were like, wait, hang on a minute. So they lived together. Oh, right. That makes sense. See, I thought when they lived together, when they sent her off to find him, that she was just, like, hiding him. And he was, like, living with her, but, like, in a basement. Because my mother I, seems like he would be a bit of a basement dweller. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't click that they actually lived together at that point. It was only Did later you think on. she just visited him? It was really good. Friends. She just knew where he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then it, it continued. But also as well, it's. I think if you're gonna make an X Files movie, you, you've got to have something to do with aliens. Yeah. You can't just have it. That it's mm-hmm. about. Um, that it, it's about something to do with paranormal. Well, it's not. Oh, is it? It's some, oh yeah, no, because they chopped that mum's head off and it still lived. Yeah, it's not paranormal. But no, that's not paranormal. That's sci-fi. That's yeah. It, it, it's not. It 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 didn't feel like it was anything to do with the X Files. Billy Connolly is a paedophile priest. So I wasn't here for either. Yeah. No. I, I mean, th- this is the thing. It's like Chris Carter gets the opportunity to bring back the X Files onto the big screen. It's like, right, Chris, what ideas have you got? You know, have you got any aliens? No. You got like the return of any other like famous characters from the show? No. Well, what do you want to do? Well, I've always thought of Billy Connolly as a paedophile priest. <laughs> it, it it's fucking mental. And just yeah. the fact that the tagline like it's the X Files I want to believe. It's like in what that someone will take the body parts of some of random people and stitch them together because they want to basically reanimate their dead ex lover. That it's that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is, and also it's like what, you want to believe that that a, a paedophile priest has visions. Yeah, yeah, I, I did quite like the fact that they were only connected psychically though, because he used to to use the to use the show's parlance. Parlance. This is not me, but because he used to bugger him. Yeah, mm. I mean, Julian Anderson talking about you are. So, What's that line, that thing that Gillian Anderson says about buggering little boys or something? Yeah, um, oh, yeah, uh, he's a priest, blah, 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 psychic missions. Oh, okay, yeah, you also buggered, like, 58 boys. Oh, it's basically the gist of it, isn't it? It's fucking... Right, right, right. Here was my thing with this, though, right? So, written by Chris Carter, um... And Frank Fontes, um, right? The amount of boys that he's bugging is thirty-seven. They must have seen Clerks. I, I, I can't be the only one that got that connection. <laughs> it sounds like you were out of you two. Well, Be- Bex is currently just nipped out to grab a drink. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it, it's just it's the thing is it it's not. It doesn't feel like an X-Files thing. It feels like <laughs> something else. It feels like Chris Carter had written something else but couldn't get it made so then turned it into an X-Files thing and they went, we'll make it. Sorry, what's the 37 reference then? Clerks. What about it? Oh, we have to watch Clerks again now. I'm not explaining it. Okay. You could wear your Clerks t-shirt. I might wear my Clerks t-shirt to watch Clerks. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that was that, that, that's everything we've watched I think, this week, isn't it? I mean, apart from the obvious. Well, yeah, apart from the, the next film we're going to talk about, yeah. collectively. But that's, that's what we've watched. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. Okay. Uh, so I'll move on to my stuff. So uh, continued through the fast films. Um, I'll leave my fast seven talk to are oh, you movie mad? Um, fast six. I uh, yeah. I I like it. It's and I, I I like it more than five because it just amps up the stupid. Um, and when it when it hits the stupid and the emotional like fast seven does that that really is the sweet spot for me um but fast six is much sillier than fast five and i think i enjoy it more because of that the fact that it like literally they go up against like a dark mirror version of their own team is is very entertaining um yeah and i mean the runway shit at the end is ridiculous and i love it um i watched couple other things um last action hero uh so this is 4k on itunes now um and i saw it was 4k i was like fuck it go on there i had it in my library already it's like i haven't seen this for years and i i'm really quite fond of last action hero um it 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 was interesting like donna came in in like the last 10 minutes or so and she was just like and she was kind of watching it and like watching danny with the magical ticket and whatnot and then an F-bomb's dropped. And she was like, I thought this was a kid's film. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, well, but yeah. I mean, it's, it it just, it's that era where it's like, you know, they were selling like Terminator and Freddy Krueger, like toys, mm. you know, where like they were literally trying to get 10 year old boys yeah. to watch films that were like, straight up for like late teens and up oh, yeah. robocop or rambo had animated series that mm. ran on kids tv mm. yeah yeah i mean it's so yeah i mean and it's it's fascinating to Sorry. watch this now it Sorry. it's it is such a, a relic of its time and i mean like it was it was the same summer that jurassic park came out and jurassic park basically ate its lunch and then basically hollywood changed you know, and it, it's such an interesting inflection point as the summer of '93. Um, and but yeah, I I like it. I like the fact that it is John McTiernan and Schwarzenegger taking the piss out of stuff that they based they had a massive hand in, like becoming as big as it was. And then they're like, "This is stupid. Let's have fun with it." <laughs> um, and it, you know, and it is a laugh. Charles Dance, the fact that he spends like the first like two thirds of the film basically being subservient to an Italian stereotype and is just increasingly pissed off about that <laughs> is, is great. And, you know, that idea of him coming to like the real world and then bringing in other movie characters and things like that. I mean, it's, it's a great it's a great concept, but it is just stuck between is it a fantasy for kids or is it a badass action film? And it's like that meme of like, why not both? But it yeah. just, it, it, you know, I, from a commercial point of view, I understand why people were like, what the fuck is this? But as a relic, it's something, I mean, just the fact that Ian McKellen plays death from the seventh seal. <laughs> I, it, it, I just wow 
I, it, the, the film's a fever dream, and it's a lot of fun. It's fucking great, his last action hero. It's it's mad. It's a weird, mad movie that is an awful lot of fun. It's very long, though. It it is, but I think the switch up that they do in that last third where it comes to the real world and then it's Jack Slater trying to prevent Arnold Schwarzenegger from being killed. You know, it's it's a good time. Um. And the, the last one for me before we uh, move on to our second review, John Singleton's Shaft, um, oh. which I, I haven't seen in probably 20 years. Um, um, it's it's a weird one, is this? Um, is that because Christian Bale plays the bad guy? Well, yeah, I, the, the, the Christian, <laughs> Christian Bale. Jeff Wright plays a Latina. Yeah, I mean... It, 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 Jeffrey Wright, it is fucking crazy. I mean, apparently it was written for John Leguizamo and he had to pull out because Moulin Rouge overran. Um, I would have liked to have seen what he did there, but I kind of, I kind of like what Jeffrey Wright's oh, like, yeah. doing here. Fucking, he's he's going for it. He's really going for it. And I like how at the start you think that Christian Bale is going to be the main antagonist. And then just through the film, Christian Bale's character is basically just continuously debased. You know, like he fucks off his family and then, you know, uh, Jeffrey Wright's just like, yeah, you can pay me 40 grand to order order this hit or you can bring me into your world. And Christian Bale's like, no, fuck you. It's not happening. And then, you know, Christian Bale gets mugged by Shaft. Uh, of the 40 grand and and, you know it's just like it's christian bale's character is constantly getting shit on and then you've got this end which is wild like real spoilers for the end of shaft here but where all through the film it has been about trying to get tony collette to essentially testify against christian bale that's what the plot of the film is and at the end she agrees to testify they're walking up the fucking courthouse steps and then the, the, the Mackay Pfeiffer, who is killed in the, the, the beginning of the film, his mum fucking shoots Christian Bale dead. And that's the end, which has essentially made the last two hours completely pointless. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is such a weird... It's like this cynical ending, but it's not presented as that. You know, because then it ends with like... Shaft going off in a car with fucking Buster Rhymes and Richard Roundtree, and they're off to have adventures. And it's it's a really really odd bit of work where it kind of it wants to be saying something, but is also let's have Samuel L. Jackson say it's my duty to pleasure that booty. <laughs> it is. It it, it 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 very much is like. Look, we've got to have Samuel L. Jackson play Shaft. Let's just make it work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is Shaft plus Samuel Jackson equals money. Yeah, it, that, that, yeah, yeah. It very much is that. That was that was the pitch. So we're gonna remake Shaft, but with Samuel L. Jackson. All right, what's the story? Story. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and it's just. Je- Jeffrey Wright is Shaft pisses off Jeffrey Wright and Christian Bale. Jeffrey Wright tries to kill Shaft multiple times. 
Christian Bale finds himself increasingly shit on because he's a horrible human being. And then he's shot by someone's mum. The end. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, but I, I like Samuel Jackson in it. Christian Bale's like good, like d- does a good performance as a rich white racist. Jeffrey Wright is wild and I enjoy it, but it, it feels completely nutritionally empty where when there are moments of the film where it's like you're, you're going for something here aren't you yeah, odd bit of work weirdly weirdly it's not as good as the sequel they released like 20 years later <laughs> yeah i mean i think we might be the only people who actually think that but i'd agree that the tim story shaft is a fun time yeah the, the thing is i i did enjoy john singleton's shaft and like i said i do really enjoy uh jeffrey wright randomly playing a latino um <laughs> There's a bit where he quite, I think for an extended period of time, is just sat in a window. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's there's like, a great bit where he's just fucking watching some shit happening across the street. And I'm saying, yeah. Jackson just picks up a bait basketball, just throws it up and smacks him in the face and he drops his food over his shirt. <laughs> well, it's a fucking wild film. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. Let's move on to West Side Story. So, um, directed by Robert Wise and Jerome Robbins, um, stars um, Natalie Wood, Rita Moreno, uh, Richard Bamer, George Shakiris, and Russ Tamblin. Um, yeah, so this uh, was, uh, for some reason, just playing View um and still is uh at time of recording like once a day um so i took myself off to see it very very sunny day on sunday it was me and two other people the two people in front um man and a woman during the overture the man is very audibly annoyed what was the starting what's what's happening Okay, okay. All right then. And then the opening scene is so fucking stylistic and just you would you would not get this anymore. That he's just like, right, this is rubbish, we're going, and they leave. And I, I get the feeling like 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 she really wanted to see this and he's gone, yep. I'll give it ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. I think he just made enough of a fuss that she was like, oh, fuck it, fine. Yeah. Like, he was, yeah. like, I was a good few rows behind him, and I could hear everything he was saying. And he wasn't shouting. It was just, he was a big, loud Welsh man. Um, but, yeah. and th- th- So this is the thing with West Side Story. Sorry, I just killed a moth. Um, oh, it's left moth residue all over my jeans. There it goes. Bye bye, moth. Right. Anyway, um, the Our opening. Karma. Sorry. Our karma. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it probably is. I don't know. It was. I just. I, there's been a lot of flying things around this house lately, and it's just like I'm fucking done with them. Do you know why <laughs> that is? Because it's hot. It's anyway. Butterflies. You kill ants all the time. Ants don't count. Need horrible things. I don't mind them if they're out and about, but they shouldn't be in my house. 
Uh, to be fair, Ant shouldn't be in your house. No. Um, yeah, so the, the opening of West Side Story, you watch it, and I just think, like, cast my mind, to if I was in the 60s watching this, I think I'd be like, this is some of the most mind-blowing shit I've ever seen. Like, what what is happening? Like, just the way that their, their, their movements are kind of dancey, and you've got no real context for what's going on, and they're just clicking. And like, it, it's, it's a real statement of intent. And the film, as it goes on, does become like a m- much more traditional movie musical. But that opening 10, 15 minutes or so, it, I, I, I think is really fucking staggering. And question I'll, I'll ask you, Mark. Yeah. Do if with Spielberg doing this, how much of the just oddness of, of, of it, like the style, do you think he's going to replicate? Or do you think he's going to go, here's the story. I'm going to do my own take with a modern sensibility. That's that's the interesting bit, because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of like lighting um bits within it where it, it uses you know it, there's bits where it fills the screen with with color there's bits where it it, it plays around with color as a as a, as a backdrop and, and and bits like that and that's not something that we have grown to associate with with spielberg mm. um you know he's a don't get me wrong he's a very luscious visual director um but He's not one that uh, that has taken cues from things like this. You know, I'm going to say it because it, it, because they are peers that are comparable in terms of age and around when they came on. But for instance, Scorsese has frequently done things that he refills the screen with with, with color or he'll play with lights for for different bits and and things like that. But it, it is I, I, when there is a right how is he going to handle this is it going to be as as, as stylized or is it going to be um i think it's going to be much more of just a straight musical yeah but then but i don't no matter what the one thing that spielberg i think that he is is he over sentimental etc yes he is with with things like that Mm. but he's never He's not shy from he, he, he always if he's doing something it's because he thinks he can put something to it mm. a creative edge to it he wouldn't he wouldn't take on West Side Story unless he had a I've got a fucking idea for what you could do with West Side Story but I think the idea for what you can do with West Side Story will just be bringing it to a modern audience and making it more palatable this this wouldn't wash now. People will be laughing at it in the cinema. Yeah, which is evidence by yeah. the experience there. You know, it is it is very very stylized, and and we we commented obviously. Um, God, I've gone blank. Richard Bamer and Russ Tamlin. Russ Tamlin, obviously both also in Twin Peaks, and there's a lot of clicking that goes on in Twin Peaks, and their mannerisms are, you know, there is kind of you could look at this and certain sequences if they were in a lynch movie they wouldn't be out of place 
Yeah, the, 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 there's, the, a, there's, a, there's so much weirdness. Well, it's one of Lynch's favorite films. A lot films. of this, and you know, it's it. I, I just, I just don't think this would track anymore. Yeah, it's very earnest as well, which also wouldn't track anymore. No. Um. But but like Ian said, that that opening, um, fifteen minutes, fifteen mm. twenty minutes, is staggeringly good. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, all of the, especially all of the, 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 the choreographed sequences, I mean, we, you commented whilst we were watching it, just, just watch how static the camera actually is and just lets the movement and the dy- dynamicism be the people it, on the yeah, screen. It, it, There's it, no spinning bullshit cameras trying to create extra energy. The energy is there on the screen. Yeah, it's just not something I've ever noticed before because it is a very, it is a very dynamic film. But that isn't a false sense of movement like it would be in a more modern film. Yeah, which which I I don't think Spielberg will go for that. I, I think he he will look at it and go right. No, the, the the idea of having it so you've got the soundstage there and it, and it literally is like a camera that just moves with the action, doesn't try and move into the action mm. because you, you couldn't do it at the time uh, as easily. Mm. But as well, it's it, it captures you more yeah. because you've not got lots of fast edits pulling you out of it. Mm. Um, and that's what makes it staggering. And as well, with that, you're relying on, if you don't have fast edits, you're relying on takes. You're relying on um, the sheer talent of some of the people. Some of the bits that, that Russ Hamblin does in this oh, yeah. are incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The great thing again is because of the way that it's shot, you get to see it. The, 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 a literal bit, and we got this because we watched it at home. By the way, what I'll say is the, the 4K in on iTunes is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, one, of right. the, one of the one of the best looking 4Ks I've seen. Where I was when I think I commented to you, didn't I? Within like a minute, and mm. went, "Holy shit, this looks good!" Mm. Yeah. And it just looks good all the way through sure. there's a there's a moment where um during the um g officer crookie yeah. Um, yeah. yeah he does a flip flip from the top step over and just lands it perfectly so fucking casually as well like yeah. there's no yeah. to it there's no there's no exit out of it, it just does a fucking flip yeah it's, but, it, and it, it's so it's high just, He's on this step with other people around him, yeah, and just goes for it. Oh, um, sorry, two ticks. Hey, baby, you're all right. Drink to your coffee. Oh, um, thank you. Um, I'd love a, I'd love a coke if that's okay. Coke. Thank you, babe. It's oh, nice. Um, sorry. But yeah, um, it, it just that 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 flip, and it's just like it's out of nothing. The sheer, yeah, the sheer physicality. Of that is incredible, um, mm. and the way he lands it, 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 we had to we had to rewind it, didn't we? Because I turned you next went went it's like, guys, did 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 he just do a backflip off the top step? I literally said out loud, "Fucking hell!" <laughs> you know. <laughs> but there was, there was another bit earlier on in the opening sequence where he's sat on a he's sat on a pole mm. when he starts doing the song. And he like he flips. He doesn't flip forward and flip over. He flips backwards. 
and flips over. And it's almost like the like um, John Robbins went said to him, right, I want you to flip forward, and he's gone. It's a bit easy that. Why don't I flip backwards and like let go like halfway around and land and have gone because you're landing on your face, Ross. <laughs> like now. Nah, well, to be fair, Tony gets a really good moment as well when um uh Bernardo and um and uh uh fucking what's his Rip. name Rip yeah Rip um, been, have been killed and he crawls climbs over the fence yeah he climbs over the fence and then just like goes over it. And then, like, from really high up, kind of, like, then jumps down to the bottom. And it's just, it was so fluid. Yeah. And it's like, fucking hell, man. These guys are just in the best shape. And it's just the fact that Tony hasn't necessarily done that. You know, like, a lot of his stuff is slow dancing or just walking and singing you know Ru- russ tamblin and that blonde guy and whatnot they get way more of the physical stuff yeah um yeah god it's impressive that, that scene at the dance though is where he's dancing with maria is just is just beautiful that dance is perfect for them it's so kind of like coy and shy and delicate and just it's just lovely yeah the, the only bit the thing that i can get to with the like with the, the tambling one that talk about with the, the, the backflip and things mm. like that and the Tony one where you just mentioned where he climbs over the fence there they're not they aren't showing you up they're not showing off they just happen yeah. within it and the only yep. thing I think that I can remember that comes close is do you remember in Francis Ford Coppola's The Outsiders there's a bit where they all run out of a house um, towards something and just literally in the background without even happening as like a within focus just in the background they're all jumping over this fence and patrick swayze essentially jumps on the fence and does a handstand on the fence <laughs> for a good like three or four seconds yeah and you're looking at going it, it, you, 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 like 90 percent of people who watch it will miss it and not like as a criticism will miss it mm. just won't notice it because it's not within focus mm. but if you do you watch it going holy shit <laughs> Uh, yeah, the new one's going to be interesting. I <clears throat> I wonder if there's going to be less with Rip and that lot and whether they're really going to amp up the Tony and Maria. And it's like, G. Officer Krupke is like, I've got a feeling that won't be in the new one. And I want it. Uh, that'll be such a shame because it's such a fucking great sequence. It's so It's so fun that 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 sequence it's so fun and i don't know i just like i say i think they're really gonna play on ansel elgo and rachel zegler and you know have big num like big numbers like often whereas with this like america's a big number in, in terms of amount of people yeah but what else is there that, that's that's it. It, it like you say that there there's a lot more i think focus in this one on the the dance than there is the songs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um than that i mean the, the, the mad thing is it's it's based on like a you know this movie at the time weirdly was something was not too dissimilar to what that um What's that weird one we're getting with the 58-year-old man playing a teenager? Yeah, it's not that dissimilar to something like that. You know, Mm. West Side Story was like a 
this cool hit breakaway Broadway hit. And then literally the, the movie got made, you know, they started making it like, I think it was only like 18 months after West Side Story debuted um, for, for that. So it, it is, it's, it's kind of almost been seen as like this classic for so long that you'd assume that, that it was like it was oh, it, it was like a decade before this but it was it won it was this hip thing and, you know they brought on um robert wise uh, as a director to kind of get the the more gritty aspects of it mm. and to make it about this essentially like the warring immigrants within um new york's slums well that's the thing i mean obviously it's it's very much based on romeo and juliet Mm. but it adds an extra layer to it by adding in the racism and stuff and you've basically got immigrants but just more established immigrants giving shit to newer immigrants and it's like they're what you were that's what that's what your people were 10 years ago yeah what the fuck well that's it you've got a gang of um as described in the things is supposed to be a combination of italian americans um, Irish Americans, Dutch settlers, and Polish. Yeah, yeah. You mean shit to Puerto Ricans? Yeah. And it's like, it's it's just it. But and, and, and it was obviously a very poignant social comment on what was what was probably going on at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah, it's it. I, I like that it's taken what is already quite a. You know, Romeo and Juliet is is a social commentary on like family rivalries and class politics and things like that. Yeah. And then it adds this extra thing into it, and I just don't think we're gonna get as poignant an addition. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting how 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 they work that. I don't feel like Spielberg's got as much politically to say as as I don't know as this is saying. I mean, as, as, as this is saying, but it's. I don't think there'll be a bit where Anita nearly gets raped. <laughs> oh, that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, probably That's not. Eh? In a film that is trying so very hard to never say the word fuck, so it just says things that rhyme with fuck. Yeah. For then her that that rape scene is horrific. Have you I mean, uh, really uncomfortable? Have you either of you guys ever seen it as a player? No. no. Rather than a movie. Um, I've seen it a couple of times with different guises uh, as a player, um, and it, 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 it is. I don't want to say it's interesting. It's always um, it's always dealt with very very differently uh, within it um, because in some versions of the play um, it, it, it is a rape, mm. and in some versions it's not. Mm. it's an attempted right. or an insinuated rape mm. uh, and, and there's i've seen some i've seen a couple of ones ones where it wasn't and it was uh, it was very much less inferred even than the movie mm. uh, and one where it is very much yeah <laughs> Rita moreno in that scene is, is fantastic yeah that, that that's the bit that one of the academy award mm. yeah definitely um but it's yeah it'll be i don't know i I, I think that Spielberg's got a little bit more biting than you think he does. I'm not a fan of Spielberg, so I'm very ready to kind of dismiss him. Yeah, but but as well, um, 
Well, how did it feel in terms of like the pacing of it, Ian, in, in, in watching it in the cinema? Because yeah. it's a long movie, but it's a... It, it, it fucking flies by. Along, yeah. yeah, I suppose it's, you know, the last act, it, you know, it does, the pace does slow down and the songs, like the songs basically disappear. Um, but you're, you're so involved with the characters by that point that I don't think it really matters. Um, and it's just, that, you know, it's the fact that Tony and Maria, it's, it's quite innocent. I mean, they obviously shag, um, yeah. but it still feels quite sweet. Um, and yeah, I, it, it's, it doesn't have the propulsion. Like after the intermission, particularly, it just like the the propulsion does die down. Yeah, um, it does. It, it does slow significantly after that, doesn't it? Yeah, but I I, I don't know. I mean, it's the songs are great. The, the 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 dancing's fucking fantastic. The staging of it is sensational. Um, it. It's very, very weird thinking that this film is nearly 60 years old because it feels so fucking vibrant. Yeah, it's genuinely, um, I think it's one of the best looking movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. It's something I think we've spoken about quite a lot on the podcast in terms of um, the actual, the the set design, the set... um, construction it feels you, you you're aware of how it how it's done it's it's soundstage and you're you are aware of that but i think the film is okay with you being aware of that but still the detailing into the where on the world is incredible you know that the, the it looks like that the, the when tony is um is Lord is uh, and Riff were first introduced to Tony and he's taking the bottles down to the what is it? His clothes look warm, but not like they look like they've been warm. Um, but like the 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 railing that is uh, that is is down into the basement, mm. the paint's chipped away on it and bits mm. like that. It looks like a world that has existed for people, and and that's what is it? And that is always my thing. When you are when you are doing something that is set as a um, a modern period piece, so not a period piece like set in eighteen ninety six, but a period piece that's going to be set in the fifties or a period piece that's set in the seventies or eighties, things like that. When things feel too much like well that that, that looks lit everything looks like it's just got off the peg and never been washed and worn before yeah so as a for instance wonder woman 94 was was terrible for that mm. everything felt True. brand new um and that is that is the issue that sometimes um even to an extent something like american hustle everything felt very looked very new and very pressed and very what is it whereas you take something like um inherent vice the bits feel like that those characters are worn and there's threads missing and bits like that. Yeah. There's, if the first time you're introduced to Tony, he literally looks like he's in a freshly pressed pair of Levi's with big turnips and yeah. his, uh, his converse are brilliant white rather than the, you know, slightly aged white that uh, Richard Bame is wearing. Yeah. 
it, it will instantly kind of pull you away from it because it, it's a stylization of costume rather than a stylization of that. And so you're within something that is already a musical that already has that element of drawing you out of reality to it. Um, if you then have it like that, it, it pulls you out even more and it, it becomes that. This doesn't have that. It feels yeah, the dance sequence and the, the you know the, the killing of Riff, it, it, it is a dance sequence. Mm. But it still feels fucking dramatic. It doesn't yeah. feel silly or anything like that. Yeah. And like you're saying, yes, that will not work like that in a modern film. Even a modern telling of this film. Mm. You won't be able to have the way that Riff is killed within it. Um, it will be more real. I'm using bunny ears real. Mm. But I don't know that takes away some of the like the, the brilliance of this movie. The it, charm of it, yeah. In that it, it still has that. But like I'm just saying to Ian, while you do it to feed the cat, it, it, it's a staggeringly good looking movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I that's West Side so Story. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, I am, I am very much looking forward to seeing what Spielberg, Spielberg does with with it and I'm very much looking forward to seeing the film I mean when when's it out uh Christmas I'm watching a watching a big fucking epic looking musical around Christmas time in the cinema yeah what's not to like but I'm very glad we watched this as far in advance as we have yeah because I, I, having this in your brain seeing a, a, a reimagining of it I think could only work against the reimagining I I'm very much looking forward to it I'm I'm not a I'm not a Spielberg isn't in my top ten favorite directors or anything mm. like that, mm. but I, there's no getting away from it. He is an incredibly gifted filmmaker, mm. um, and I'm very much looking forward to. I, I, the thing is, I'll be more I'll be more disappointed if it's a seven out of ten than if it's a four out of ten. This is just boring and shit. Mm. I'd be more disappointed with a seven out of ten just a what was the point in that? Mm. Whereas, I, I, I don't know, the smit in the back of my brain is going, they've seen it. Mm. And they've delayed it for until when they can. Part of that might be the Ansel Elgort effect. Um, but, they're still wanting to go fucking big with this. There's never been any sniffing of, this might what is it? Yeah. It, 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 this is gonna go big, and they're they're wanting that. I just got a feeling that this might be an absolute fucking a banger. A banger. Yeah, like they've watched it and gone. This might both fuck and slap. Yeah. Um, and as well, <laughs> nice. We've got we've got at the end of this week, uh, as we are recording, um, we've got in the heights. God, is that the end this week? Which you know isn't. It, you know, it's a musical and it, it, it's it, it's got that kind of vibe to it. And the early word for it is everything I'm reading about it is, look, this is fucking special. Mm. Yep. Um, and that just makes me go, West Side Story, I'm glad I watched it this, this week because it's made me go, right, yeah, I am up for not a version of this, but I'm up for something that is clearly taking inspiration from this, yeah, yeah, being yeah. thrown at the fucking big screen and going, let's have that. Let's have fucking long fucking hot summer. <laughs> but that, uh, fuck yeah. 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 I am very excited for Friday night. 
Yep. Yeah. So eight o'clock. So you're back. You're gonna get a flyer. I will get a flyer. I'm missing the start. I feel like we're doing a bloody conjuring. We missed the first two minutes. That's not a point. Okay. Sorry. Definitely not shit. Oh, definitely, definitely not shit. shit. Shockingly. Yeah. Um, I will just get to our audience poll where, where I think. West Side Story, definitely not shit. 75%. Uh, touching Cloth, 13%. And shit, 13%. What? We once watched West Side Story in a music lesson. Yeah. Um, right. But I remember my teacher putting it on and going, we're going to watch this over a couple of lessons. And I laughed about saying we're going to watch this over the next couple of lessons. And she was like, what's so funny about that, Mark? It's like, it's like two and a, like two and a half hours long. <laughs> we're going to take us at least like three lessons to watch this motherfucker. Mm. And she's like, we'll get it watched in two. Like, we literally can't <laughs> get it watched in two. Are you going to bend time? <laughs> Until we watched the first hour, like first 40 minutes in the first... In the first lesson, I just never watched any of it again. Oh. <laughs> I'd already seen it many I times. Mean, yeah. yeah. And at the cinema as well. Here you go. Eh? On my own. To oh, the it's... original the original city screen. Oh, wow. When it was in the museum gardens. Nice. Uh, in the, what is that? Yeah, there. On my own. <laughs> on a Sunday night. I love you. Shit. What? I just took myself to watch it. I don't see the problem with that. I don't either. <laughs> Let's have some questions. Uh, what have we got? We've got a couple. Uh, so the first one is uh, Marcus uh, Zizou uh, says, Army Hammer discusses his current situation and his future in the film industry. Yes. Well, I'll say um, his current situation, I think from a legal point of view, I think we have to be very careful. Um it's gone awful quiet, hasn't it? it and I think yeah. that'll be there'll be lawyers squirreling away in the background doing whatever lawyers do. Yeah. Um I mean it there's a thing where if if he's done what it's said to have done and it was not as um, consensual as what is it, then basically that probably should be the end of his career. Mm. Yeah. Um, and criminal charges, etc. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we, we talked about it on the show a while back, and at that time it seemed like it was a little bit of kink shaming. Yeah. Subsequently, it seems like it wasn't as reciprocated as it initially appeared, or there were other women where it was like, nah. Um, and in that case, yeah, his career deserves to be fucked. Yeah, if it if it all comes out that it's a bit that again everything is not quite as what it seems, I still don't think there's a there's a road back for him. No, it's, no, um, no, I think he's convicted by the public court regardless, isn't he? Um, it's a weird one. I feel like if there was no truth to it, or if the truth was that it was consensual and these these people are coming out and accusing him are just looking to make names for themselves i think he would have come out and said something by now i think he's he's very much gone lawyer doctor fuck because mm. he's basically there's nothing about it anymore out there no. so you get the feeling that 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 his lawyers have gone anyone said anything about this we can use it in the case 
yeah. as, a, as a defense. Mm. So everybody's just gone fucking quiet. Um, but it, it um, from a pure, you know, cinema point of view or anything like that, not condoning actions or anything like that. Uh, it did it, a shame because he was he was he was a fun cinema presence. Uh, there's there's that you know, but you know if he is that much of a prick, then do we want him to be a fun cinema presence? Is what I would say there. And I I still maintain that anybody who has had a 13 year old daughter should then you know have a little minute have a little minute with themselves and say. And I very much agree with the whole separate the art from the artist and everything like that. However, there are points where you have to kind of also go. Then again, I'm the man who's only just realised that I could still listen to Morrissey and not fucking hate myself. So. I just hate myself to be shit. Um, but yeah, there's yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a real weird one. I mean, it's it's pure speculation, isn't it? Like we don't we don't know what's going on. Whether it's no. true, whether it's not, whether it's the, the, the silence is happening now on it, and it would seem to suggest that there's something to it. As a broader, um, as a broader subject of the the, the, the phrase cancel culture, which is a horrible phrase, mm. um, because ninety percent of the time, what it is is it's no, it's, it's accountability culture. Yes. You are I accountable. Really, I think it's a really reductive phrase. Yeah. To be honest, and you know, yes, some people get cancelled and it's it's not really justified but a lot of the people that do it's just a collective agreement amongst people to go do you know what this person's done a shitty thing and we are not going to fucking line his pockets anymore and if if that's the case you know jk rowling you know it, it happens it's not just to these to, to men it's 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 happening across the board and if people are shitty and they deserve to just not have people pay attention to them anymore then fine yeah yeah but i think it is a really reductive phrase because often it's deserved but there's but then there's this there's other bits where um as a pure just picking out of the air of, of what is it is uh the matt Wahlberg one matt Wahlberg was convicted of a hate crime in his late teens, I believe it was. Mm. And he still gets it thrown at him now. Mm. Um, and there's a point, I think, where with certain things, you have to kind of go, right, but is there a point where... You have to allow people to grow and change. Yes, yeah, to grow know, and I, change. I did stupid things when I was in my late teens. I didn't commit any hate crimes. Yeah. But I did stupid things that I wouldn't do now. If, and to have them held against me would be unfair. If you have a a young actor below a certain age, I think there is, where you can as a mm. young actor, says something stupid, not does something stupid, because that's a very different mm. action, mm. but says something fucking stupid, that, that, depending on the level of the fucking stupid... Mm. But that ne- not necessarily shouldn't that shouldn't be it. That shouldn't be them fucking ruined for the rest of their careers. There's a little bit of a you know, you, we, we have to allow for the facts. Or or if you've got an actor who becomes popular now and then someone goes back and goes, oh, did you know when I was 17 they liked this? It's like, <sighs> well, it's like a big one that's been in the in the doing the rounds recently is the Ellie Kemper one, isn't it? Have you seen about that? No. Oh, yeah. 
she she was basically um oh people are people are framing it as she was crowned a clan princess she went to a debutante thing that she's now saying that she wasn't aware was linked to the clan um and was um it's like a beauty pageant or something wasn't it ian yeah that sounds right and and she won it so people are saying that 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 proves that she supports the clan and she's racist and all this kind of shit and it's like i mean she was awfully young yeah yeah 19 she was and and claims she didn't realize the association so you've got it you've got to let people be the people they are yeah yeah uh, yeah. I used to vote Tory. I was brought up wrong. Don't hold it against you now. I do. <laughs> um, so yeah. So next question. But good question though. That. It was a good was. question. Yeah. Uh, Rick Kidd at Rick J Kidd. Uh, John Wick Four or Matrix Four? Which Keanu se- sequel are you most looking forward to? John Wick Four. John Wick Four. John Wick Four, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's, it's the right answer, isn't it? forward to the matrix 4 but it the the matrix 2 and the matrix 3 were not great whereas john wick 2 and john wick 3 were there's there's more of a body there there's an argument to say that out of the three and a bit matrix movies there already are if you include the animatrix animatrix is good actually you know there's maybe one good movie yeah out of all of it yeah you know and it's the first one and it's the first one yeah and even that it is culturally culturally i think it's very important it's good it's not it's not as good it's not as good as it is important yeah maybe or influential i think though like you 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 look at the the cultural touchstone that movie is that's what i mean yeah i mean the fact that something weird happening is 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 just a glitch a glitch in the matrix is, is you know it's, it's telling of its impact yeah yeah deja vu is not deja vu anymore it's a glitch in the matrix yeah and that's great i love that red pill blue pill yeah 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 red pilling someone is a it's like a whole thing yeah yeah it is when anyone sees code that isn't a coder oh you're the fucking matrix <laughs> shut the fuck up dad <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 John Wick 4. Yeah. Just because it's going to be mad, isn't it? It's going to be mad. Yeah. It's going to be great fun. Yeah. Uh, that was all the questions we got this week. Okay, cool. Question. Yes. Yeah. Right, let's leave it there then at a, uh, you know, uh, a rather shorter pace than we uh, we have been doing, but that's fine. That is all good. Um. So, coming up on next week's show, we will be reviewing In the Heights. We're all going to see a slightly advanced screening of it this week. So, we'll be covering it next week. Um, A friend of mine saw it yesterday and was very pleased with it. Um, Like, just a guy in work, you know, not like a film Twitter person. And, uh, yeah, he really liked it. So, fair play. A real person. A real person, yeah. Yeah. There was some sort of sky screening that he managed to get a ticket for. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll be talking in the Heights next week. Um, 
and I think that will just about do it. So uh, I did all the preamble at the start. I need the toilet. These guys need food. So thank you ever so much for joining me as always, Becky. Thank you very much for hosting, Ian. You're quite welcome. And what a pleasure it was as always, Mark. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll we'll go out doing a backflip just like Russ Tamblin, except I'm going to break my spine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to push mine through my skull. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. Fair enough. Becky will be the only one left living. Good night. Good night. This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. <laughs>